Wanna Vibe is a podcast and resource speaking simply about all things wellness. We want to break down each topic and start from the beginning, avoiding the assumption that everyone knows the building blocks to a particular subject. The way we see it, wellness is all-encompassing of each aspect that affects our everyday lives. In addition to our faves like fitness and nutrition, this could mean anything from relationships to careers, finances, spirituality, and so much more. We are Abby and Issa. Wanna Vibe? Welcome back to One of Vibe. I'm Isa. I'm Abby, and this is the new version two bi-coastal edition of One of Vibe. Oh, God. Life has been really weird since you've been gone, to be honest. Life has been really weird, I think, in general. For sure. Um, so today's vibe is kind of like a life update slash uh, climate ed- acknowledgement, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um just to like so, really interrupt you really quick, your voice is yeah. so sexy right now because you're just well. <laughs> I just woke up. It's seven a.m. here. I woke up at six twenty so that I could walk the dogs and all of the things. And Dylan may or, may, or no, Dylan's up now. Um, but don't you wish my voice was like this all the time? I do. Yeah. You sound closer to you sound. Closer I to sound like voice. you. <laughs> I think you need some. You need like a soprano to balance out your alto. Oh, for sure. And you definitely don't want to hear me like first thing in the morning because my voice is not <laughs> at all. Oh. oh my god! So now you're in, you're in Cali. You're you're settling. Yeah, I'm settling. I'm unpacking, which is like the worst literal thing ever. Um, there's just like no matter. Yesterday at 4 p.m. I thought that I was just gonna fall over. I've also been going to the gym again, yes. which is amazing, and I missed it so much. I've been like I haven't been able to walk properly for a week because I've been so <laughs> sore. Um, but also, it's like exhausting because my body's not used to that. Right. And then I come home and I'm unpacking and moving all day, and my body's not used to that either. So um, I haven't like eaten a home cooked meal in over three weeks just Ooh, like you? all the takeout all the restaurants last night I fully intended on making dinner and then at like 6 30 I was like nope mm-hmm. I've had Mexican at least once a day would you say the Mexican is better in Cali than it is over here yeah well it's I hate saying yes it's it's not the same it's not like American Mexican. It's like Mexican Mexican. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, so yes, it's I think it tastes better, but like there is it's not as like fancy and flary. There's just it's just like very simple and there's a lot of cheese, which you know, me and cheese aren't always really good friends. Um but and then on top of that I've had like a mask knee situation. Oh no. Actually I no wonder. Oh my god, thank you for yeah. requesting that. So you're so not I didn't, wearing a mask? So basically here, how it is here is, I don't know how it is there, but here, pretty much everything's open, although they say that they're this weekend they're closing bars that don't serve food, and like wineries and stuff like that. Especially 4th of July in San Diego is like crazy because um, the, you're listening to us on the, the week of the Monday after 4th of July, but everyone comes from like Arizona, everyone comes from LA, everyone comes from like all the surrounding areas to San Diego. And we're like the only ones in the state that have beaches that are open. Mm. So I'm assuming this weekend is going to be wild, but, um, so basically you have to wear masks inside stores and everything. Right. And when you go to a restaurant 
and or a gym, you have to wear a mask to get to like your table or your station or whatever. And then you can take your mask off and then you put it back on to go to the bathroom or you put it back on to go to leave. And I didn't think about it either until I was talking to my boss and she has been back and forth between Florida is where she like got stuck in quarantine. Could be worse. She's got a nice little penthouse set up. And then she went to Nantucket and then she went back to New York City. And I think she's back in Florida now. But my point is, is that she texted me the other day and she was like, something about like the air quality in New York and wearing a mask gave her a cyst. Oh, I had to have it injected. And she was like, I don't know if it was because I haven't been cleaning my masks well enough or because like the air quality is not the same, but she's like, be careful and like clean your masks. And I was like, Oh God, I haven't, I have not cleaned my masks at all. Well, it's going to pop in the laundry right now. So PSA, wear a mask and PSA number two, clean your mask. Yeah, definitely wear a mask. Stop being a fucking asshole and put your fucking mask on so that we can end this shit. You know, Florida's wilding out now. Mm-hmm. Everyone is just, Arizona is, is, okay, so I got to San Diego by way of a road trip. We stopped. I, I, I took the opportunity, given that they say two to three weeks for your furniture and stuff to arrive, mm-hmm. we took the opportunity to make it into like a little kind of vacay moment. And I wish we had kept going because our furniture ended up not arriving for another week, which meant we slept on an air mattress for a week remind me of my chiropractic discovery so we stopped in memphis which was like pretty lax there were a lot of like big things closed like we couldn't go to the civil rights museum um we couldn't go to like a lot of the historical places that have that congregate a lot of people but you could sit down in a restaurant and everything then we went to dallas fort worth and a lot of places were closed, but a lot of places that were, were open to, I'd say it was like 60-40. And the 60% acted like nothing was happening. And mm-hmm. then Austin was complete lockdown, like New York-style lockdown. And then um, New Mexico was sort of like how we are now, like wear a mask to sit down, wear a mask in your stores, whatever. Um, Arizona, Scottsdale, like Scottsdale is not going to survive the economic fallout of this. Yeah, like it right. was wild. How much? Oh, Sorry. like economically, I thought you meant like they're not going to survive because they're not wearing masks. No. So Santa Fe is not wearing, I mean, I think that's New Mexico. Where'd I go? Sedona. First of all, I would highly recommend if you have not been to Sedona to go, it's the most breathtaking place I've ever seen. Um, but Scottsdale is like, the people are like, I don't, it's, it's very weird. The people are acting like nothing is going on, but all, all like half the stores are closed and half of those stores are closed permanently oh that's awful yeah it's really shitty but that's what happens when you don't get on top of this stuff and you know i blame trump but what are you gonna do <laughs> each governor has their own um you know set of standards and i think that each state was trying to keep open for as long as possible because of the economic fallout but this is what happens like you're just delaying the inevitable you know right so um so now i'm here and after two weeks of Airbnbs and one week of air mattresses, I the first thing I did when I got here was like try and find a chiropractor because you know I'm obsessed with the chiropractor. Yes. And um, I don't know if we ever talked about it on the podcast how the how my Rutherford chiropractor called me out on running five miles in a circle yeah, on the track. Yeah, yeah, we did. Okay, so I was telling him that story, and 
before I even could get out, like I was running by, I said, I ran, was running five yeah, miles in one direction. He looked at me, he was like, myself. go ahead, d- repeat it because I'm doubting myself. So essentially right. Abby, we were running five miles. We were, so we were running on the street first and yeah. I, my hip was like really bothering me. And my so knee was bothering me. Right. So we switched to the track because it's more cushiony. And then my hip stopped bothering me, but my knee started bothering me. It was always my right knee. And then what else and started was Abby leaning into people being like, look at this fucking loser running mm-hmm. the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Like, be running clockwise and someone would run counter. Yeah, in so hard over here. And then what I happened? Just up in the face. What happened? The, the chiropractor told me that my knee pain was because I was running five miles in a circle, which is basically what you're doing when you run on a track. And so that I had to switch directions halfway through. So I'm telling my new chiropractor this discovery. And I was like, yeah, I was like running five miles around the track. And he was like, you, ha- you don't have to switch halfway through, right? And I'm like, this is something they should put on the outside of the track before you yeah. walk. <laughs> How many miles are you running divided by two and run the other way for the other half? Right. Oh. So then I, he was talking about my um, posture. Mm. And I am like hyper or whatever. What's the opposite of hyper? Hypo. <laughs> whatever I'm like this like hunchback basically like you can see me but everyone who's listening can't like my top half of my body is is hunchback shaped (laughs) and then the my bottom half of my spine is hyperextended so like my butt sticks out you know what I mean like a duck and so he was saying that because my spine you know for everyone who doesn't know he's just constantly yelling at me because when we lift I am very glute dominant yeah. So I have a very easy time activating my glutes where most people are quad dominant and they have a harder time activating their, right, she's, she's raising her hand, have a hard time activating their glutes and they are quad dominant and I have a hard time activating my quad. So I can't build leg muscle because it's been really hard. So he told me it's because of my posture. No. Mm-hmm, it's because of the curvature of my lower spine. I stick my butt out and then I use those muscles to walk, to squat, to run, all of those things. I'm going to start sticking my butt out. See? So then he was teaching me how to walk with basically my pelvis tucked to activate my quads. Yeah. Well, I like, like, I can picture like you just like curving your ass in. And like, I was trying to do it while I was walking the dog this morning. It was, it's really hard. It's really, really hard. Like it's equally as hard for me to do that as it is for you guys to activate. It's your like butt. an Urkel walk, like to pel- yeah. pelvis. <laughs> the way that he pictured it was like, picture that you're um, like, uh, like what is it called? Like your hip bones or whatever? Yeah. Your pelvic bones. Mm-hmm. He said, picture it's like a bowl and you're trying not to spill anything out of the bowl. And I'm like, so imagine me shuffling, shuffling down the street, trying not to spill anything out of my bowl. Wow. That's really so, cool that you know that. Right. And so I, I thought you would enjoy my chiropractic discovery because he told me that and I was like, whoa. I do. Um, I really do. Yeah. So what's been going on over there? How much do you miss me? I miss you a lot. Ugh. I don't like really running anymore. However, I have been running with my girlfriend, Marilise, and that's been nice. Um, sorry, but... Uh, I don't like running anymore either. I, it's just like not... But I like the way like she and I are doing like one-on-one off. Um, we have like some exciting news brewing over here. I'm not pregnant. But, like I've only told like... And I'm literally... I'm not telling people on this podcast right now. I'm just letting y'all know that I got a secret that things might be happening. And we've only told like a handful of people that are like our people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I'm excited. I hope everything works out the way that I want it to. Um, Other than that, it's just been like, I feel like everything is going back to normal. Like things are slowly starting to open up and like Black Lives Matter voices are getting quiet, not getting quieter, but are getting like pushed down. You know, it's like, oh, it's every day now. Uh, Not every day Black Lives Matter. It's like every going back to everyday life. And like now we don't, um, I was listening to Three Brothers podcast um, and they had, this kid, Jonathan, it's Brian's cousin on there. And he was saying, you know, the reason that this is so big right now is because everybody has so much time on their hands mm, and that you have, like, we're, we're, we're forced to be, to pay attention. And I see that, you know, and yeah, I, yeah. I've been trying to read both sides, right? Like not, like n- not so much of an effort on the other side, but I, you know, I read when people put things up or um, I watch the news, I try and pay attention to like different news, um, news sites that are posting things or are reporting, I should say. And I want to understand because I know that there are points in both parties, not against Black Lives Matter. I'm just saying like both parties, like now with like the election coming up and everything. Um, okay. I want to understand. I want to understand people that are in law enforcement. I want to, cause I can't imagine if my boyfriend, husband, brother, father was a cop, and you didn't know if they were coming home every day. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's terrifying. Vice versa, if your brother, husband, boyfriend was just leaving the house. That's right. Exactly. And so at- I I don't want to interrupt you, but I want to say something before I forget. It's like a, a big point that I've seen made in the, um, the, and I, I don't know if I should record this early because words aren't a thing in my brain, but like the argument to blue lives matter oh, yeah. is that you choose to be a police officer. You don't choose to be black. Right. You can't come home and take your skin off at the end of every day. You can't mm-hmm. decide, I don't want to do this anymore. It's not for me. Um, and so I think I agree with both points. I think the biggest or the bigger issue of whether or not, like, it's just, if there's a clear corruption within yeah. the system of law enforcement. And I, by no means, like, we're not anti-cop. We're not, you know, like, we're not yeah. like, fuck the police, you know, by yeah, no. any, any, any means. I just also, my thing is, I grew up with, a really diverse group of friends. And maybe this is a privilege that I had that I never fucking thought twice about it because yeah. I was Latina. We had black kids. We had Spanish kids. You know, we were yeah. all like mixed together all the time. We had white kids, like whatever. Um, we had Asian kids. It was just like a, a hodgepodge of people. That's how in my, the way I grew up, it just happened to be that we all mixed together. It wasn't like all the white kids were athletes. I mean, a lot of them were but a lot of the better ones were minorities. Hate to break it to you, Rutherford. But but so I almost feel naive and stupid. Like when all these things are happening and I also am like, well, maybe I was also on drugs and like, wasn't really paying attention. No, that's white privilege. So I feel the same way. And I, I feel like this was not an opportune time. And I take, full responsibility for us sort of falling off the radar during all of these conversations. It was just timing of life, unfortunately, but the, the day 
preceding and proceeding um, Blackout Tuesday, my company decided to close, cancel all meetings and turn the week into an education week. And we had panels and we had um, opportunities to uh, discuss things in a greater group and really educate ourselves on these matters. And of course, it's you're never educated, right? Like you're always right. learning. Learn. Yep. But um, but I grew up in a very very vanilla, completely not diverse neighborhood. And yep, one of the things that has become extremely clear to me is the ability to not see color is white privilege. Yeah, don't try and tell me, I I don't see color. Everyone's equal. You are fucking lying. I know. It's like, or, and, and no, it was just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, like my case, the case of me for 30 whatever years. Like, it's not that I don't know you're black or I don't know that you're Hispanic or whatever. It's just that that doesn't matter to me. Yeah, like, I don't care. And therefore, like in that. my mind, it doesn't matter to you. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And that's not the case. It might not matter to me, but it still matters to you because you have to go out in the world every day and face things that I'm never going to have to understand. Right, right, exactly. And that's a privilege where, like, to, you know, I never thought of it. I, I don't know. Like, there's probably been so many instances where people found out that I was Latina and maybe stayed away from me. And I never even realized you know, or like never even thought about that. And, but I also, not for nothing, I'm white passing. I, yeah. you know, it's funny because other Latinos know I'm Latino and yeah. white people just think I'm Italian. Yeah. You know, so. Um, to be fair, it, you're from New Jersey, so. True. And I love Leopard <laughs> Brent. Um, anyway. <laughs> ask you a pointed question. Ask me. Because I, I am. I either like, I feel like Facebook is a really big uh, place where a lot of these debates are happening. Right. Yeah. And I don't have, I either don't have a lot of Facebook friends that are, that have opposing viewpoints from me. Mm-hmm. A lot of my family isn't on Facebook. Like my dad isn't on Facebook. You know, like the people that I would get into a, a disagreement with aren't on Facebook. And the, I guess the people that I am friends with on Facebook that do have opposing views just aren't very outspoken about it enough to challenge me. Yeah. So occasionally I'll post an article or um, an opinion about this from a, a standpoint of not like hear me roar, but like here's a piece of information that I found useful. Yeah do what's wrong with it um and jesse has a lot of facebook friends he's in a union guys i'm not hating on unions but all y'all are a bunch of neanderthals so (laughs) between that and a lot of his family members every time he posts something on facebook yeah so my question to you is have you found yourself having difficult conversations with people that you might not have in normal life yeah so a few examples. I'll start in Instagram. So if we're doing social media, I'll start in Instagram. I would like to announce to anybody who has unfollowed me, who has let me know why they were unfollowing me. People tell you I'm unfollowing yeah, you and this I've is had why? three people do it. And, and all I would send was a little emoji that waves. Yeah, uh, Like the girl, bye. And yeah. I want to announce, <laughs> my page is not a fucking airport. I don't give a fuck if you show up and I don't give a fuck if you depart, okay? So yeah. you can miss me with that. Um, 
you and also another one you fuck freaks that unfriend me and then still look at my stories what the fuck is wrong yeah i've also yeah. i've also had people fuck freaks like i've also had people message me um and i've gotten novels and when i write back don't read what i write back like it just says sent and they never read it they probably delete it um i have to say there is one guy that messaged me and had a He's like staunch Republican and he and I were able to have a conversation and that's the shit that I appreciate, you know, like that's the stuff that I'm like, listen, this is how I see it. This is how you see it. We're not going to agree, but cool. Like I'm learning about your point. I'm also learning about you, you fucking racist, but I'm learning about Mm -hmm. you. And it was still, you know, like educational or whatever it was, you know, like it wasn't like an attack on each other and that I respect, but I've also had incidents on Facebook where, um, I posted a Black Lives Matter uh, when we went to the rally, you and I and Jesse and everybody, mm-hmm. and a response that I received from someone that is close to me um, in proximity and through other things, um, wrote, all lives matter. And I uh-huh. lost my shit. And when I tell you, I fixated on that for the whole yeah. week and I destroyed my whole week and everybody who was around me heard about it and I dragged it out and I was brokenhearted and I cried and I was upset. And I woke up a week like that Friday. So we went on Sunday. I woke up that Friday and I said, I'm not going to fixate anymore because Mm -hmm. I've already had issues with this person. There's nothing that's not going to change. Yeah. There's a history there. I was brought up to be respectful. I was brought up to you know, like just to, to be good to my elders and to whatever. And I've always said this in my, uh, in my uh, report cards, it would say, Isabel's very good. Isabel is very nice, whatever. She's very smart, but she's very defiant. And when Mm -hmm. I tell you, I felt like I did when I was a little kid, when I read that, where I was like, ah, like I screamed, I was crying. I, to the point where I was in my car arguing um, to somebody else, but about it. Um, mm-hmm. and I started to punch the dashboard. Like and I was out of control. I was out of my body. I almost broke my dashboard and I, and John like put his hand up. He's like, Whoa, like, what are you doing? And this is me a being a minority myself. So this is what I think I, this could be me. There's the people like me in cages right now, literally mm-hmm. in cages. And then I can't imagine my friends who wake up and are already, you know, like, okay, like they wake up and I have black friends. They wake up and they deal with this every day without, mm-hmm. without Black Lives Matter, you know, like mm-hmm. pre Black Lives Matter. And mm-hmm. it's just like over my dead body, will I allow anybody that I love feel unsafe with me? And you're yeah. gonna know it. And if you don't agree with me, you can take a fucking walk and that's okay. I'm not like, I all, again, I also am open to like other opinions. I'll read it. I don't, but I'm not going to be a fucking Facebook warrior and fight you on it. You know, I'm, yes. I'm open to other opinions. I want to learn. I want to know, I want to see different sides, but then that just gets me into like a black hole and it ends up being really scary. So I'm trying to be mindful of not only surrounding myself with people that agree with me, but mm-hmm. to also be open to challenging, not not to agree with them, but just to be open and see, like to have the dynamic of both sides. But it's just been, 
Facebook and Instagram have been really insane. Can you imagine if I had it during, like during Lent when all this shit started? No, I no. I feel like you should have stayed off longer. Yeah, um, for real. But I do think that uh, one thing that I've seen a lot, I'm a member of like a lot of pretty active Facebook groups just because I, I mean, personally for me, I use them as a resource to like get recommendations for like hairdressers and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of the conversations that have been happening lately are around how these mostly women, because just that's just the groups that I'm in are mostly women, but how these people are having difficult conversations, especially with people that are like in their family. Like my dad is questionable. He's a questionable character. I mean, he grew up during segregation, right? Like yeah. he Which is was a not Republican. Long ago. I know. Like one, he loves to tell the story of how when he was a little kid, he was, he drank out of what, like a water fountain that was designated for black people and his dad like freaked the fuck out Yo, do you, he, my, this is my dad guys my dad is 65 years old like it wasn't Ruby that Bridges, long ago who's the first black yeah. child to go into a white school she was the one that started it all she's 65 she's yeah. 65 that's crazy i know happy birthday ruby um <laughs> i i i would think I, I it's interesting i mean obviously we're never gonna know but like you you this is not the first time that there has been a civil rights movement um, supporting, you know, the equalization of minorities, specifically, you know, Black people. And you'd think that our older generations would be a little bit more open-minded, but it just seems like they're so, generally speaking, right. stuck in their fucking ways and it's like when I told my dad about what Ipsy did and like how they kind of like supported our education around this topic and like Ipsy is you know majority of our senior leadership are minorities I mean we they clearly felt it was very important my dad was like I don't believe in that I think you should go to go to your job and do your job and then come home and like it shouldn't there should be separation between the two and I'm like that's not the world we live in anymore yeah and you know like he doesn't get it and not for nothing but for them to see it I'm like history is literally repeating itself are you like because we haven't fixed it it's repeating because we haven't fixed it so let's fucking fix it. Yeah. Let's do something. Let's be active, proactive, do everything that we can do to make sure that everybody is equal. I don't see why that's so hard. And that meme that's like, equality doesn't mean you have less. It's not pie. Like, yeah, you know, white people are up here. Then like, we're just trying to have for Black Lives Matter that black people can just whoop, come on up. Yeah. And everybody's just on the same playing field because I'm not on the same playing field as white as white people you know? And so like literally all of us, it can be any minority at any point. And I would like to say this for all you racist fucking Latinos out there, all you racist fucking Hispanics, look in the mirror. This is insane to me that you don't, A, do you own a mirror and B, they fucking hate you too. Okay. Cause the minute that it it came that if, if you and somebody else, if a Latino and a white person was up for a job and the, and the, the Hispanic person got it, then it would be fucking insane and the world would explode. Yeah. Okay? So they don't it's, like you either. It's interesting because, and this is just a question slash like thought starter, not really like, I don't know. I, 
I'm curious about how our future is going to be shaped by this because previously I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like the sort of way that you went about, I'm thinking a lot like workforce. So, and I also have been thinking when I've been watching like movies and stuff, like how a lot of casts are predominantly white and like there's always like a token black person or whatever. So I was thinking about hiring and I guess that goes into like hiring as well. You know what I mean? Like, previously it felt like you're supposed to hire the person who's the best fit for the job regardless of their ethnicity and now it feels like there has to be representation within your company across all races so now are we considering that as a factor when we're hiring someone right do you know what I mean yeah yeah like it, it almost feels like it shouldn't it almost feels like this could get us yeah it shouldn't be because it it should all be equal but now almost I feel it should be yeah you know like I know you uh, so I don't know I think there's uh, there's plenty of qualified black people plenty of qualified Latinos plenty of qualified whites Asians. Well, I think that that's the, um, that's the argument to be made is that systemic racism is real. And while there may be plenty of qualified black people from the ground up, they're not given the opportunity. Right. Exactly. They're, they're systemically almost like oppressed because a lot of them don't grow up, aren't born into affluence. They're growing up in these neighborhoods that aren't giving them education, which aren't giving them opportunities for higher education, which aren't setting them up for success in the workplace. And it becomes this like cycle of oppression. And I think that that's like more so than we need to hire black people, which 100% is a thing. We need to give people of color the opportunity from the bottom, which is why this whole defund the police movement Mm -hmm actually has legs because it's not about taking money away from the police because you're doing a bad job. Yeah. It's about redistributing the funds. Police forces, especially in major cities, get billions of dollars a year. They get paid really and well too. They get paid really well. And let me tell you something. If you want to become a licensed cosmetologist in most states, you have to have 1600 hours of training and another 3,200 hours of apprenticeship or something like that. I might be butchering those numbers, but it's something like that. To be a police officer, you have to have 600 hours of training. Okay. There is something wrong here. And my point is, is that one, if we require police officers to have like an actual education, like a four fucking year education program, that might weed out some of the assholes that just want a gun and two you know if we are funding if we're taking even a billion of the six billion dollars that your law enforcement's getting and it's different when you're in like a small town like Rutherford we don't have the right but also a small town like Rutherford doesn't have literal blocks of ghetto yeah you know so um you know take some of those funds and yes defund the police and then put it into these neighborhoods that need better school systems I would that need put it into you know what I mean or to teachers who struggle every fucking day after school activities things like that you know keep your kids out of trouble and like and and t- give them the opportunity you know from from day one so these are thoughts you guys I I really do like I am the a walking example of white privilege and I really do want everyone who's listening to know that I'm like super open to having these conversations and learning more. And 
I encourage everyone to like reach out to me. I got, I'm not going to lie. I've been um, just like with the move and also with like my life, I have been taking a step back from the balanced rebel. Um, it just has not been a priority for me at this time. There's like other things that I feel like I want to focus my energy on, um, including this podcast, but you know, including educating mm-hmm. myself and all of the things. So my personal Instagram is Taylor underscore Abby underscore. Oh my God. So, I know. So I just feel like. Hold on, say it again. I, Taylor underscore Abby underscore. Yeah. So I feel like I, I just, I want people to know that I'm like really open. I mean, of course, if you're going to be a dick, I might not be as open, but <laughs> I'm open to having conversations. I'm open to learning more. I'm open to hearing your point of view. So I think that, you know, we could also talk about it on the Wanna Vibe Tribe Facebook group. Yeah. Um, and I know that you and I have been talking about how we can diversify our guests on the podcast. I mean, up until now, we our guests have been predominantly white women, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and there's definitely opportunity for us to have some more flavor and to be fair those were the connections we had right and it's you know it's it's a lot it's a lot of me but i do want no i'm not saying one i'm not saying that i'm i'm taking responsibility it's a lot no it is it is and it's not and it's it goes back to the you know like it that this was not something that i even thought about if i'm being totally honest it's not i only want white friends or i only know white people it's like these are just the people I know, unfortunately. And, and the people that I have just met through mutual acquaintances and whatever. However, however, I did want to take a few minutes, if it's okay with you Mm -hmm. to highlight some black owned businesses that I have. um, First of all, I would like to one highlight this one resource. And that resource is an Instagram page called black.owned.everything. Mm-hmm. And basically, they highlight Black-owned businesses across all different categories. And I found, first of all, put your money where your mouth is, yeah. motherfuckers. If you want to make a change, the best way to make a change is with your dollar bills. Of course, talk about it. But put your money where your mouth is because that's how we're going to fundamentally change the dynamic of this world. Money does make the world go round, unfortunately. That's another thing. Um, Be be active in what you're doing. Don't just do it for the show. Don't put a black black square up just for the show, just to be like, okay, purchase black owned, um, what is it, like products and stuff that they, the stuff that um, black people make and that they build and because it's literally no different and probably better and you'll like it. any Like you're going to love it. Also, it doesn't cost any money to write to your Congress people about changes that you want to happen within your system. And I know everyone's like, oh, Trump, oh, Biden, oh, president. But the fact of the matter is, is that you have to vote for mayor. You have to vote for governor. You have to vote for Senate. Most of our police chiefs are elected. All of those political figures are the ones that are actually going to make change on the ground versus top to bottom. So as much as I fucking hate Donald Trump, everybody that hates him needs to take a few minutes and write some letters to your Congress people. And, um, I did an Instagram story, but there is a, 
um, a website that I'll put in the show notes where you can find out who your local assembly members are, has all their contact information. If you are feeling extraordinarily lazy, you can DM me and I will send you a template of a letter that you just have to plug in your info and then you can send it to them. Yeah. That's what Issa did because you know what is anything that we can do to make change easier. If I'm doing it anyway, might as well share it. Right. Mm -hmm. So write to your Congress people, write to your assembly members, write to your senators, write to your governors, tell them the change that you want to happen. Um, The louder you are, the harder it is for them to not listen. Um, Send your, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Donate to causes that um, mean something to you, but Sorry, I got sidetracked, but I wanted to highlight these Black-owned businesses. So for one, um, Black-owned everything on Instagram is a really awesome. Just follow them. They are very, like, arty and fashion-y. And so the brands that they highlight are, like, very cool brands. Um, so one of them was MBM Swim, which is Marsha B. Maxwell Swimwear. Dude, I'm going to show you this bathing suit that I had to purchase. This feels oh, like your vibe. I, I know. <laughs> Her bathing suits are so, so So it's like a cute. neon yellow with a sharp cut down the chest. It's a strapless one piece and with a very, V like, cut out. structured at the top, right? It looks like a... But she also has um, like these really cute... Like I love a one piece moment. Oh, that's hot. That's really... Um, I wish my tits look But she also has like... Too. She has two pieces and stuff. Her, her stuff is so, so cute. So another one that I wanted to highlight was Love Vera. Um, I showed you already the lingerie that I was like, I think I need this. Her lingerie is so sexy and she makes, um, lingerie for all sizes and she uses all size models, which I love because do you, you know, when you buy things and it's shown on a model and then you put it on at home and you're like, fuck, this looks like I just like shoved myself into like a bunch of rubber bands. (laughs) You can see what it looks like on all different body types. So it's like much easier for me to like picture myself in, um, Another one is Woma Beauty. So Woma is a brand that I actually know because I work in the beauty industry and we work with them. They're not my brand. So they're not managed by me within the Ipsy hemisphere. Um, but I had, I had been gifted some of their products a while ago and I thought they were phenomenal products. Um, there's a picture of me uh, on my Instagram that I'm wearing like a red lip and it was for a... Um, movement called lip servicing, which was donating to uh, nurses and, and healthcare workers in need in the beginning of this pandemic. And I didn't even know they were black owned. They just have phenomenal products. But the woman that founded Woma, she um, created a movement in the, towards the beginning of this Black Lives Matter um, movement that challenged beauty brands to speak up about the d- diversity of their senior leadership team. Mm and how many black people they had on their leadership teams. And I'm not, not kidding, like every single major, it's included every single major beauty company participated and it really shed light into some holes that need to be filled and some representation that isn't being made. Yeah. And then subsequent movements about racism within certain companies. And it's just, it's providing, she single-handedly blew a hole in the smoke and has provided a layer of transparency within the beauty industry that, not many people have been able to so far. So I think that that's really fucking cool. Go Sharon. And we are out um, there, y'all. We are out there. There are minority minorities that are qualified, overqualified, that deserve these positions. So yeah. we are out there. Don't stop hustling. Keep fucking going. We're going to fucking go. Also, if you, let's, like, let's say you are 
a person of color who feels like they aren't worthy of an opportunity. Go for it anyway. Get that fucking job and then teach all us white ass motherfuckers why we're stupid. Okay? <laughs> um, one more is Homebody, which are CBD bath soaks. Um, oh my God. I'm not a big bath girl, but I'm a big CBD girl. So I'm into it. And then the last one I wanted to highlight is Goldie. Interestingly enough, I saw Goldie and I know that you're going to mention Honey Pot. So I'm sorry to blow up your spot, but I was at a conference. Now I can't fucking remember what conference it was, but it was a panel about starting a beauty brand as a black woman. Wow. And the the girl from Goldie was on it and she's young. Like I, she's younger than me for sure. And she makes superfoods and superfood based beauty products. And they're amazing because they gave us some in the gift bag and they're fucking awesome. And she's kicking ass and she's so fucking smart and so um, eloquent. Mm-hmm. She's really, truly gold. But she was on it with the girl from Honey Pot, whose story is actually like really cool too. So those are just some ones I wanted to highlight now. And I, and I continue to post them on my Instagram and stuff like that. But um, I just wanted to shout those out because they're, they're special and they're brands that like I have purchased and want to purchase. So they're good. They sound good. I'm, I'm excited to check them out. I know um, a lot of my friends not a lot. Some of my friends have been actively purchasing from black owned businesses um, and making a point to do so. And it's really nice because sometimes not that I don't expect it because my friends aren't like monsters, but to hear that they are actively participating and they see what's going on and maybe they don't, you know, they're not like me where I'm going to be like, rah, 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 and like be loud. And because that's just how my personality is. They're just doing it their own way. They're doing it their own way. I respect it so yeah. much. And I had reached out and I was like, listen, because as maybe some people were like, oh, you know, the, the black square is problematic or like it's not enough. Or I think that it says something that people you didn't even expect to put it up, put it up. And you're like, holy shit, that's the last person yeah. I thought would do that. Or if you were unsure if somebody would, and then they did and you're like, Oh, like I had a friend do that. And I mentioned to them, I was like, listen, I know you're not like some wild beast that hates people, but I just want to let you know, like, that was really cool that you put it up because I, I didn't really expect, not not that I didn't expect it. I just, you know, I guess I figured some people choose to stay silent and not do anything. But then if you speak to them in person, then they'll give you their opinions. And to see that from a few people that I didn't, I wasn't sure would or didn't expect to. I was like, hell yes. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the few black owned businesses that I'm into right now. Yes. You mentioned already honeypot. So ladies, um, I personally like working when you work out, you have to clean down there when you are done. I don't know about y'all. I am prone to getting UTIs. You're welcome. Everyone. Um, for that information but it's because i'm a dirt bag and i used to like work out and then go to work or like Mm -hmm. work out and then go to brunch and it Mm -hmm. would there would be no time to like refresh or like take care of myself and they have wipes and sprays and uh bath gels and like all these really good things that are really sensitive for your body because everything's organic so that you're able to keep yourself clean keep yourself healthy and not you know, um, multiply the risk of being able to obtain some sort of infection because that's very dangerous and you have to take care of yourself. The, that's more nationally known. And then just some like 
Local. They're in Target. Yeah, they're in Target. I, mm-hmm. I got this one in Walgreens. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Um, Good for her. Yeah. So um, there are some businesses in downtown Jersey City. That's really where my heart is. Um, Sweet Tea Beauty Studio. They do hair. They do nails. The work is excellent. Um, and who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, Satya Sage, who's candles. She does candles. She like makes her own candles. Um, Amthorn, and she does her own homemade jewelry. So just be mindful. There's also Walker's Apothecary. So in addition to facial, she also creates personal body oils made just for you. You know, it's <clears throat> black people. They're just like us. Like, is that what the fuck we have to say? Like, that's what's insane to me. Like that, that, yeah. that this even has to be a thing is crazy. I know. But any way to highlight and to support we're here for, and we want to like keep holding people down that we love, that we care about and that we believe in equality. And that's, and my, I just want to add to that silence is violence being silent is being complacent. Yeah. So don't, you know, you don't have to be all over your social media, but you do have to be having these conversations. They are really important conversations. And I feel like a lot of the people that have stayed silent are silent, silent because they're overwhelmed by information and they're scared by what they don't know. I mean, anything that's unknown is scary. Like that's just human nature, but you have to choose your battles. And this is a battle that if you don't choose, you're a fucking asshole. So yeah. let's you know just say that you- sound like when you say, when will all lives matter? Fuck off big time, stupid. You know how much of an idiot you sound like? So I'm going to, like, I would like to leave with this. There is a meme. If you haven't seen it, find it. Or, I, or maybe it's a tweet. I don't fucking know the difference anymore. You know, when people just post text saying all lives matter is like standing up to give a eulogy at your child's funeral and being like, my child was really special. And then someone grabbing the mic and being like, all children are special. Yeah. yeah. That's what all lives matter sounds like. I saw a meme and this was my favorite. And this is how I'm going to respond to things from now on. Because if I think that you're being racist and I feel so compelled to tell you, because sometimes I just don't feel like fucking arguing. Like, I'm like, you know what? I see you. Like, but I saw this this meme that it was the mother texting the son. And she's like, Joshua, stop calling your family racist on the, on, on Facebook or like on the internet. And there was, his response was no period and a red heart. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to respond like all the time now. Like when people are like trying to like put me down, like, no, with a heart. That's- also stop being racist, mom. Like, what are you doing? God, crazy. Josh was right. Anyway, you guys, um, we're so glad to be back. Yeah. Next week we have a really exciting interview with Ava Johanna. Um, and yay. So, uh, Again, reach out to us, Taylor underscore Abby underscore, or The Balanced Rebel, if you're more comfortable. Taylor underscore Abby, is, I think, is private. I don't even remember anymore. Isa is is Bell Louise underscore. I guess you like our underscores. Um, Wanna Vibe Podcast, you can DM us there. Wanna Vibe Tribe on Facebook. If you have to search it because it's a private group, but come find us. Let's have a conversation. Tell us how you really feel. Um, and also... Can everyone get their shit together and sign a petition for justice for Elijah McLean and Breonna Taylor? Because honestly, the Elijah McLean story, like really, like every time I read his last words, which I have over and over again, like they make me so upset. So 
I'm going to link those in the um, the description box too. So you go sign those petitions. Let's get these police uh, officers held accountable for their actions, please. Thank you so much. We hope you have a beautiful day. Can you tell me you miss and me now? I do I think Brianna Taylor and Elijah McLean are very important. Do you want me to make out with you on Zoom? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, you, I miss you're you so much. But I do. And Elijah, yes. Let's oh, let's get everybody that is is do you know what time's up motherfuckers we gotta we gotta mm-hmm. get these people they're they're not mm-hmm. good people they don't do good fucking things like mm-hmm. why are they still sure. why are they still allowed to be walking around if any of us did that we'd be dead or in jail mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. come on now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway thank you for making um, out with me i hope i get to make out with all of you at some point <laughs> i love you guys we love you guys we'll see you next week bye bye, bye. bye.